So how's the finger? The finger is very broken. <laughs> um, yeah. How's the finger? That's going to go down I as know. one of Karen's all-time best questions. How's the finger? <laughs> so my baby horse. Yeah, my baby horse broke my finger. Welcome to the Major League Eventing Podcast, the show for eventing fans by eventing fans. And Karen, we had a really, really awesome time at the LiftMaster Grand Prix eventing at Bruce's Field a couple weeks back. Wasn't it awesome? It was awesome. We had a great time. We set up the tailgate for Cross Country Day. Gotta be honest, it was a little gusty. (laughs) A little cold. A little cold, a little gusty, but we had probably hundreds of people come through our tent, hang out. We had the best spot in the whole park. We, we did. We really did. We really did. So we want to say thank you to everyone who came out. We're super happy. We took lots of pictures with people. We got to meet lots of cool people. People got to meet Stanley. People got to meet us. They got some our free snacks and drinks and mm-hmm. cocktails that we give away. You know, the funny thing is people say, hey, what's the catch? And we said, there's no catch. No catch. We just... fan appreciation so we hope that in the future we get more people to come by these things if you are involved in an event we have lots of events now that are coming and reaching out to us and saying hey guys can you come to our event reach out to us early contact us let us know you want us to come out and we will try to schedule it in but we need a little bit of time so We've had a lot of people reach out and say, come to our show. And unfortunately, we've had to, unfortunately, not come out. But if you're an event organizer or a PR person and you want us to come on out and do our fan engagement type of thing we do, which is super fun, reach out to us at MajorLeagueEventing at gmail.com or Rob at MajorLeagueEventing.com or Karen at MajorLeagueEventing.com and hit us up and let us know. Karen, we also had some really cool giveaways and we had a cool raffle for a gift basket. So yes. can you tell us about that? So in our raffle, we had some shampoo and conditioner from Cowboy Magic. Uh, we had a $150 gift certificate from Red and Goat Equestrian along with a t-shirt from them. A six-month free subscription to Equest File along with a hat. And we had a C4 belt with Major League eventing on it, along with a knit winter cap and some stickers and just some odds and ends. And it was free. Free was raffle. Free, free Again, raffle. people are saying, how much does it cost? We're like, it's free. This is what we do, man. And we're in the business of giving, Karen. Yes, we have some great sponsors we're that great help sponsors. us. And an eQuest file also had a bunch of really cool like little wipes for your phone or your screen triple crown feed gave us some towels to give away and and chapstick when you needed chapstick that day oh my goodness he needed (laughs) it that day so it was fantastic so again if you out there would like us to come and do a fan engagement tailgate on at your show let us know or if you are a brand and you would like to be a part of our giveaways Again, message us, same email as we talked about before. Karen, who won the basket? We had a big winner. It was one of our guests. Former guests. Former guest, Mallory Hogan. Mallory Hogan. And she also was a competitor. So again, when we have these tailgates, we have all types of riders swing by. Let's think. We had Boyd came by, Nilsson, Sarah Gumbiner. Daniela. Daniela Mogel. um, uh, Jill Thomas. Jill Thomas. We had, again... uh, uh, 
um, more um, Mallory Hogan. Who else? D- Doug Payne swung by. Mm-hmm. Big Phil came walking by. Mike Pendleton came by. Who knows? I'm probably missing people. I hope I'm not missing people. I apologize. But anyhow, we... We had so many people. It was just a whirlwind. Whirlwind of people coming through. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. So if you see us doing our tailgates, please come on in, stop by. You never know who you're going to see, Karen. This isn't a time where you go and you do a, a signature, you know, where someone's sitting at a table and you're standing across from them and you say, can I get your autograph? No. You're out there. You're getting some wine and cheese standing next to somebody who just got done running cross country that you were watching and cheering for. It's a pretty awesome thing that we do. And not to pat myself on the back a little bit too much, but it's... No one else is doing what we're doing, Karen. So if you see the Big Red Major League of Any Tent, come on by. Please come on by. If you want to be a part of the Major League of Any Tailgate experience and you're a sponsor or an event promoter, please hit us up. We're really trying to expand this, right, Karen? Yes. So it was pretty awesome. Thank you so much to everyone who came by. You really made it special. And um, we had a lot of really cool fans that we got to meet, and it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So. And we just hope it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, Karen. That's the plan. That's the plan. So, And then also, on Sunday, once the LiftMaster Grand Prix was all done, guess what we did? And we swung by Sporting Days. We swung by Sporting Days. So the organizer of Sporting Days said, hey, guys, you're in town. Can you swing on by? Let me tell you, first time there, it was fantastic. It was beautiful. It is a beautiful, beautiful show. So thank you so much for inviting us to come on out. We really enjoyed it. And um, and we just had a great time in Aiken, Karen. Mm-hmm, we sure did. So... Uh, thank you again for everyone that we got to see and meet and and hang out, old friends, new friends we made, and uh, we look forward to doing it again soon. And as usual, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Equest File. Now listen, if you're at home and you're listening to this podcast, odds are you have at least one horse. You probably have more than one, because Karen, horses are like potato chips. <laughs> can you never- cannot just have one. Right. <laughs> Equest file is for everyone who owns a horse, whether it's one horse, five horses, whether you run a farm, whether you have a boarding facility, or you're an eventer with a couple of horses under you, whether you have people that work for you, Karen, mm-hmm. helping take care of your horses. If you have a vet come out, if you have a farrier come out, if you have a nutritionist or owners or horse owners, Equest file is for you. It's an equine data management software. It's accessible by your phone, tablet, computer. Every person who you want to put on this software can access it by their own device. So if you're a competitor and you're out of state and you have to contact your working student or your barn manager at the farm, you just go on your phone, you put down what you want done. If you have a farrier coming out or a vet coming out, you can put down what horses need what. No more calling back to the farm oh did i forget something i gotta call back long distance you could do it from your 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 on top of your horse or wherever and if you have owners you can post videos and updates of what's going on with that horse absolutely so here's what everyone has to do you absolutely have got to give this a shot first off you're going to say to yourself what did i ever do before equest file there's a little there's some other things out there that do a little bit of what equest file does no software does Everything Equest File does. Period. Bar none. End of story, Karen. Gotta get it. Gotta get it. So here's the deal. They give you a free trial. So everyone at home listening, you go to EquestFile.com. Sign up for your free 14-day trial right now. EquestFile.com. Stop. Hit pause. Go to EquestFile.com. Sign up immediately. 14-day free trial, Karen. 
It's a it, no-brainer. No-brainer. You're going to try this thing out for 14 days. I don't care if you have one horse. Sign up. Try it. It's free. It's free. What's better than free? You're going to love it. And then when you decide you want to sign up for longer term, you sign up, use promo code MLE20, you save on a subscription, and you're going to love it. This is going to save you time, energy, confusion, and everyone's going to be happy. So give it a shot, equestfile.com. Thank you so much to these folks for, for creating such an amazing piece of software, equestfile.com. Sign up for your 14-day tree file, free file. Sign up for your 14-day free trial. Um, I'm tongue-twisted, Karen. I'm so excited. I'm shot out of the can. And then use MLA20 when you decide you're going to purchase it and save some money. Okay? If you have any questions, hit us up. We'll be glad to answer questions. Or go back, listen to the bonus episode that we did with the, with the founder. Thank you so much, Equest File. EquestFile.com. Sign up today. Boom. Let us know how you like it. Sign up. Try it. And then message us. Let us know how you like it. So thank you so much, Equest File. And Karen, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Mane and Tail. We love Mane and Tail. Love them. So this time we're talking about Mane and Tail Protect Line Medicated Shampoo, right? Oh, yeah. Per oh, it's wonderful stuff. We love this stuff. Now, we have our older dog, Sparky. How old is Sparky, Karen? He's 12 years old. Sparky's 12 years old. We got him when he was how old, Karen? He was like 12 weeks. He was a 12-week-old rescue dog. We yes, got him from the, the shelter, mm -hmm. and he was neutered, right? Mm -hmm. neutered yes, he was. very young. And unfortunately, what we learned recently is when dogs are neutered early, sometimes they develop skin problems. And our Sparky... He's got whew, major skin problems. Major skin problems. So we've taken him to the veterinarian. They've given him steroids, medicated shampoos that they've you know made us buy, and yada yada. I've tried other equine medicated shampoos. You know what works, Karen? The Mane and Tail Protect. The Mane and Tail Protect medicated shampoo. So we can totally. I don't know what type of magic is in this stuff. However. We've tried diet. We've tried the steroids. We've tried steroids work, but they work short term. They're not long term thing. He starts itching. Guess what we do? We bathe him with some Protex shampoo, medicated shampoo, and it's healing him, Karen. It's, yeah, his hair's growing back. His he looks great. Growing, it's amazing. So, thank you so much, Mane and Tail, for putting this product out. So, we know many people at home, they have horses with bad skin or hair issues or hot spots on their pets, their dogs. Who knows? I don't know if it's going to help your animal, but it's helping Sparky. It sure is. And it sure does make us feel better. The poor dog couldn't even sleep at night. He sheds like crazy. He's got crazy dandruff and he's got oily skin. I mean, he's, we don't know what the heck is wrong with him, but the Protect medicated shampoo fixes him. So we just want to say thank you, man and tail. If you at home have any type of sensitive uh, skin areas on your horse or dog or who knows what. Pet pig, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Give Mane and Tails Protect made it medicated shampoo a shot. And uh, it might just help just like it did our Sparky. Yeah. So thank you so much, Mane and Tail. We can't thank you enough for and, finally. And Sparky can't thank them enough either. Sparky cannot thank you enough. Wait till Sparky sees you guys. He is going to kiss you like crazy. So uh, his hair's growing back. He's not scratching like crazy anymore. The hot spots are going away. So soon enough, he'll be a model again, Karen. <laughs> so we got him on a diet and everything. We're, we're, <laughs> we're bringing him back. So thank you so much, Mane and Tail. 
And Karen, we have another reviewer of the week, Karen. We sure do. Who do we got here? We have Madeline Ann. Madeline Ann. She says, love this podcast. Great for my drive to the barn. Great podcast for for my 40-minute commute to the barn. My favorite part is the question asking for advice to young riders listening. The advice given has helped me in my riding and pursuit of my goals. I especially love the episode with Tammy Smith, Lainey Ashker, and Boyd Martin. That's what I'm talking about. Madeline Ann, you are a very smart person. You sure are. <laughs> You're a genius. <laughs> Five stars. You clearly have good taste. But no, we really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And some of your favorite episodes are our top most downloaded episodes. They sure are. Yep. So these are some epic episodes, some great interviews, real raw emotion, Karen. Um, so thank you so much. This is you're the type of person that we exactly make this podcast for. The person who has the long drive to and from the barn, the person who drives a lot for work, the person who's on the horse and does a lot of hacking or has to clean a bunch of stalls. Third of earbuds in and and tune in. And the great thing is you can listen back to old episodes. So if you're if you're all caught up, go back, listen to the Boyd Martin, listen to the Laney Ashker. Mm, you know? Yeah. Listen to the Jessica Redmond OTTB bonus, which is also one of that our tops. That was a very good one. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for that review. Karen, the reviewer of the week. Is Madeline Ann. And as you know, in the month of February, Karen, we ran a contest. We sure so did. We asked everyone to sign mm-hmm. up to join our mailing list. Link in the show notes. Join up. Everyone who signed up for our mailing list was put in. Their name was put in, their email was put in to win some major league event and cool stuff. So who do we who won Karen last month? Last month the winner was Heather Lindroth from Loves Park, Illinois. That's what I'm talking about. So Heather, congratulations. We've reached out to Heather. Heather gave us the okay to say her name. Yeah, she did. She said she's a big time listener. She loves it. She's super excited. So on the way to her is Major League hats, some stickers. stickers yep. Yeah. You know, a little thank you card from us. So we just want to say thank you so much. We're going to continue this for the month of March, right, Karen? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why Why not? not? So one more month. Link in the show notes to take you to the sign-up page. Just throw your email in. I promise we're not going to spam you. We're just going to send you episode updates. We're going to send you if we have a sponsor that's got some new stuff or big discounts or who knows what. Nothing spammy. We're not selling your email. We're not giving it away. It's just for us, just so we can communicate with you, our loyal listener, so please go ahead and sign up again at the end of March. Everyone who signed up in March, their name gets put or their, you know, their email get, address gets put into a, a drawing. We're going to draw one lucky winner and you can get free stuff. So that's really all there is to it. So check it out and we look forward to getting your email. I'm Karen. And I'm Rob. Karen, another fantastic guest on the Major League Eventing podcast today. You might have seen her blazing around the Wellington Showcase cross country just a few weeks ago. Or not. You would have saw She a, was going so fast. A pink blur just shot on by. Welcome to the show, Charlotte Collier. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. And <laughs> now that's a pretty fast course, Charlotte, already to start with. Like it's kind of easy to pick up a lot of speed on that turf there. And then you were like the fastest rider of the day. How was that? Just just figure we get that out of the way because that was pretty impressive operation on your part. Honestly, I probably could have gone faster. (laughs) My horse, yeah, my horse, he's just so quick and he's so good at just 
landing and turning and even turning midair. And if I can just steer and show him the flags, like he's there for me every step of the way. And I wasn't actually planning on going that fast. And I have this uh, strange routine where I never wear a watch on cross country because I think it's bad luck. So I just ride the horse's rhythm and I go off their stride and just, I just feel what's underneath me the whole time. And I guess it really paid off at the showcase. How about that? That's very cool. Wow. That's very interesting. Very interesting. So you think of it as bad luck, not, not, it's just bad luck. You just figure, hey, I'm just going to ride the horse. If the horse feels comfortable at the speed, we'll just go with it. And if, if, and that's pretty interesting that you're, mm-hmm. you're trying to stay in tune with your horse and, and the rhythm. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, I really, I really like to have my horses communicating with me the whole time. So I really pay attention to how they come out of the start box, maintaining that rhythm. Do I need to go faster? Do I need to go slower? Like when I'm out on course, I'm always concentrated on their well-being and just how good or bad things are going and what I need to change just to make them have the best experience possible. So in general... If you're like, if you're going for time, like if it's, Hey, my horse is fit and I'm going for it. Do do you normally make time? Like how, how good is your, your accuracy in that department? So, um, at the upper levels, I haven't really gone for time yet because I want to be really accurate and precise in my lines and my turns. And I don't want my horses to get tired and they are super fit when they're competing, but I would rather come home with a happy, not tired horse than push them through something they're not comfortable with. So I do think that I do have a handful of time sometimes at the upper levels, but at the end of the day, I'm coming home with a sound and happy horse. But that is something this year that I'm going to play around with a little bit is seeing if I can go faster and where I can make up time. Gotcha. 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 Well, we got right to the meat. Yeah, potatoes, wow. Okay. Yeah. Hey, we always before we, we always kind of we, we kind of skip right to yeah, we talking <laughs> business, Karen. But we always like to know where where you're at, where where you're coming to us from, since you are by phone. Um, where where are you located right now? I am in Ocala, Florida, for the next few months. Uh, I just came into David and Karen O'Connor's program nice. down here, and I yeah, I am loving every minute of it. It is such a great experience. That's fantastic. When we were watching the live stream, Karen was saying that you had just joined the program. So I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting too. So we'll we'll get more into that here yeah. in a little bit, right, Karen? Oh yeah. Yeah. Before we get into that, Charlotte, can you tell us how you got your start in riding and then work your way into eventing? So my mom put me on a horse in this little English basket thing and I plopped around on horses before I could even walk. And she really brought me into the riding career. And I actually didn't know what eventing was at all. Um, I started in the natural horsemanship world because that was something that was very important to my mom. So I got this video game um, for my computer, I think in like, it was about, it was called Equestria 2001. And you could play as different um, Olympic riders around the different, uh, five-star tracks in the world and that was actually how I first heard of eventing and I looked at my mom and I was like I want to do this with my life and one thing led to another all from a computer game and here I am <laughs> how about that hmm. that's pretty cool now where is this at now did you guys have a farm or did you how did this all 
I grew up in Naples, Florida with my mom with her equestrian program, and we traveled a lot in the summertime. So I spent a lot of my summers in um, just north of Woodstock, Vermont. And then I spent a lot of time out in Montana. So I had a lot of experience with fox hunting and working with ranch quarter horses and moving cows. And like, I even dabbled with like roping and barrel racing and stuff for a while. And I came into Sharon White's program when I was in uh, high school and she brought me from novice to advanced. And now, you know, I'm trying to be an Olympian, trying to do the thing and play with the big guys even though like, you know, I'm the girl in pink. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get any, like, do you ever get any, um, like in dressage, you have like pink piping on your jacket and stuff. Do dressage people like turn their nose at that or are they okay with that? I'm not quite sure. Um, so I've actually gotten some really interesting comments. Um, especially at the SEIs, like they'll be like lovely test, great horse. And then they'll say something like shame about the pink or Ooh. like this, like distasteful color pattern or it's like, it makes me laugh because it's just a part of who I am and my image. And it's not going to change no matter what anyone says, good or bad. Wow. Now, is there a story behind the pink? I just love it. Like, it's a great color. Um, I went to art school, so, like, I was very into color theory and stuff. So once I did a lot of research about pink, I was like, this is it. This is my brand color. Like, this is how I'm going to market myself. And everything I own is pink. And my poor geldings. I swear one day I will own a mare because I feel so bad for them sometimes. That's so funny. I know, I've seen the trailer. The trailer, oh, yeah. prominent pink, Eby, out there. You, you even have like even the logo of like the EB logo is pink on your trailer. Like that's very impressive. <laughs> there is no. Yeah, every everything is pink. <laughs> I love it. I think that's pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't personally wear pink, but I, I like the idea of having like everyone knows. We know it's you. Everyone knows that's you. You know, nobody's duplicating that. Just like Sharon's got the orange, you know, no one mm -hmm. else is running around with orange on them, you know. That's at least the way I look at it. Yeah. You go to Kentucky. Yeah, see, it's individuality. Yeah, right, right. I like it. I like it. I like it. So so tell us about the so you, you went to did you go to regular high school and then go to work for Sharon or go ride with Sharon or did you like homeschool or how did that work? So I was in a, a few different high schools. Um I went to a, diff a couple different boarding schools. Um, I never really liked any of them until my senior year when I ended up in a school in upstate New York. And within the first week of me being there, I was like, wow, I wish I had been here the last four years. So Sharon was very accommodating with my school schedule. I would be able to go on the weekends and ride like a few times a month and then go back to school. But honestly, like I never wanted to do school. I've always wanted to just be a professional athlete my entire life. So school was definitely not my most favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went and then you said you went to like art school. Was that like college or university? Did you go, did you go to college? Yeah. So I actually went to Savannah college of art and design in Savannah, Georgia. 
Um, I was a ceramics and equestrian studies major, but I kind of decided that I didn't need a piece of paper to go to the Olympics. So I left school after two years, and I've been completely dedicated to the horses since then. Wow. I love it. So now you mentioned the Olympics a couple of times. Is the is the Olympic goal, um, how can I put it? Is the goal to be uh, ju- like, how can I put it, Karen? So you want to go to the Olympics. Do you do you work on training horses and things like that too, or is pretty much your whole focus like uh, just just to narrow it all the way down to just get into the games? So it's more than just that. I think it's the whole journey and everything like that's the end goal is the Olympics, but it's the day-to-day journey of the whole process getting there. And that is what's the most fun and enjoyable to me. I love this more than anything. I could never imagine doing anything else with my life and the horses like they're never going anywhere. And it's just something I can always go to the barn and it makes me happy. And you know, like that's my life. I I couldn't ever do anything else. And I do, I have my three horses that, you know, I train with every day and I'm hoping in a few years, and you're allowed to laugh at this, I actually want to start like an Appaloosa sport horse eventing line because I love the spotted horses. And I think that the, the breed is such an amazing breed and it really could be worked more into the venting world. And I just think they're just such cool horses. And I tell a lot of people that and they laugh at me and like shrug it off. But like, just wait, like 10 years, give it, give it a few years. Like I will have some really cool spotted horses coming up the level. That's really cool. Karen, we had a guest recently that was telling us about the event at Appaloosa and they loved it. Yeah. I forget who, who it was though. I feel terrible. I can't remember that. It was probably within the last month or six weeks that we had literally someone on and they evented their Appaloosa mm-hmm. and we talked about it a little bit. And uh, I think that would be kind of cool. Every once in a while, you see like a a, a a horse of color, like whether it be a paint or something with a little Appaloosa doing some some flat work, and they look really fancy out there. So I'm thinking that's kind of cool. So what are you thinking? You're thinking you take a little bit of like Appaloosa blood and mix it with a little thoroughbred and, and warm blood and, and create your own kind of sport horse, Appaloosa sport horse? Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. My plan is to like really do some research about some good mares out there. And then I'm not very knowledgeable in the breeding world. So that's something that, you know, I need to sit down and open the books about. But um, I think bringing a lot of European and thoroughbred blood from all the different sport horses in the world, I don't want to limit myself to anything. But I just think that that would be something really cool and really different that no one's really done. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is cool. Actually, I think so. you're, I know, I know. Karen will probably tell you, like, I'm not kidding when I say, I think that's kind of a cool thing. Like, to what a legacy, you know, in, you know, 20, 30 years, you have Appaloosas out there, you know, going around and all of a sudden becomes a thing. Like, how many people can say that they, you know, started a whole breeding, right? you know, of, of a different type of horse that's going out there? What Have you ever evented an Appaloosa or do you just like the horse in general? So my first pony was actually an Appaloosa and I took her through training level and that's kind of where my love of the breed started with and she she was a little fiery thing and tough as nails 
And, you know, like the Native Americans, they bred them to be that way. And I think if we could just bring some blood into the breed, they would be unstoppable. Really? Now, what is it about the, now you said they're tough as nails, but is it movement, temperament? Is it their scope? Like what, what's, you know, elaborate on that a little bit. I think depending on what you bring into the breed, you can either bring in scope or temperament or whatever. But I think if I can kind of get a generalized little bit of everything and breed them into that, that you'll have these really fancy Appaloosas and, you know, they're going to be catchy and they're going to like draw your eye to them regardless because they're spotted. So temperament is obviously a, a huge thing in the eventing world because you have to have a horse that can do three different things. Like we're not one sport, we're three sports in one. And durability, those things, like I said, they're tough as nails. So bringing in some little bit of blood to just like amp them up and give them that like fanciness. And I mean, that's like your perfect event horse. Hmm. I love it. So Karen, this is kind of, this is going way back, but way back when, Karen rode at a hunter barn and mm-hmm. they had an Appaloosa. Yes. And his name was Comic Strip. Comic Strip, yep. And the funny thing was that farm, so you did hunter, you learned hunter riding yep. on him. And then that same farm, and this is before Karen and I knew each other, that same farm would also use these horses for camps. And then in the winter, they would lease out the horses, they would like send them away. So the same horse that Karen was riding, learning hunters in the winter, would go out and be free leased to people. And one year, my brother free leased that horse. Mm-hmm. So later on, years later, the same Appaloosa that Karen learned how to ride on, uh-huh. uh, my brother free leased one winter. <laughs> so kind of a funny thing. So yeah, we both, oh, that's awesome. We both <laughs> like right. the Appaloosas. They're good horses. They, I mean, I like it. I just I was curious what your thing is, but yeah, I'm I'm I think that'd be kind of cool to see some Appaloosas. Mm-hmm. Out it there. would be. That'd I be think really it'd be cool. really neat. Yeah. So, and I don't have, like I said, I don't have the most knowledge about the breeding world, and I do have to sit down and open the book. But that is something that I would really like to do. I think that's cool. I think that's kind. Of, I think it's really, really cool. Now, do, do you have a farm right now? Like you said, you're at the O'Connors. Do you have a farm, or is that something that, like, when you wanted to start breeding, you would you would you pick up a farm? You think, or or do you think you're just gonna? You haven't figured that far, part out yet. I honestly have not figured that part out yet. Uh, you know, it all starts with a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, 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 it does. It starts with an it starts with an end goal. I mean, in my opinion, it starts with hey, where, where do I want to be? And then you have to build the the plan to get there. So, I'm I'm just asking a question. It's not to make you you know put you on the spot. I hope that you don't feel that way. Like I think that having an end goal and then reverse engineering how you're going to get there is totally cool. I'm just curious if you had a farm already or whatever. So. Hopefully you don't feel that way when I ask you questions. But now you said you're at the, I don't know, you're good. Super. You're at the O'Connors now. So you tell us a little bit about, you know, uh, you know, how long you've been there and and what what that program's like. Are you like a working student or are you a client there just straight in for training? Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I am a client with them and I came into their barn uh around January fifteenth. So I've been there just over a month. And it is an amazing environment. And I've always said that if I want to be an Olympian, I have to train with Olympians. 
And, you know, growing up, like, everyone knows in the eventing world. Like, it's Karen and David O'Connor. Like, they're celebrities. And growing up, like, those people were idols and role models to me. So just to be in their presence and getting lessons from them is so, so, so amazing. And it's honestly like a childhood dream come true for me. Gotcha. And no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Probably like a lot of people's childhood dream come true. <laughs> right. Do, do you get lessons with both of them or, like, or one in particular over the other? Like, how's that work? I do. I take lessons with both of them. Um, David has taken me under his wing a lot of days, but when he's not around because he's a very busy person and travels a lot, then Karen does lessons with me. And like the information from both of them is just, out of this world like i i have so many light bulb moments every single time i have a lesson with them and it's like i said it's such an amazing experience like i cannot speak enough about it wow that sounds awesome yeah it is dream come true so how's the finger the finger is very broken <laughs> um, yeah how's the finger that's gonna go down as one of karen's all-time best questions how's the finger <laughs> well, I just saw so that. my baby horse yeah, my baby horse broke my finger. Um, he was having a little mood swing, and I happened to be in the way of his little mood swing, and he fractured my finger. So I have been riding with a knot tied in my left rein and holding the loop from the knot with my thumb. And let me tell you, like, I am probably going to win some, like, competitive thumb war competitions because <laughs> it's, like, it's wild. Like, I have so much respect for people that, you know, do the Paralympics because trying to gallop horses and jump horses and run through my dressage test for Red Hills coming up with basically one hand and a thumb is really hard. Oh, jeez. <laughs> She's gonna be comp- yeah, there's always that career in competitive thumb wrestling if, if any doesn't <laughs> right. work out. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's my backup career. <laughs> Make some extra money on the side, you know. That's it. Over the top thumb wrestling. That's so funny. Yeah. Tell us about tell us about these horses that you got over there. So you said you have three. Tell us a little bit about what you have going. So um I'll start with my top horse, uh Clifford M. His bar name is Nils, and he is a very, very fiery thing. Um, he doesn't have a lot of blood in him from being from Germany, but he doesn't know that, and he has the strongest personality, and I just absolutely adore him. Um, he was the horse that I took around the showcase, and his plan for this year is we're going to go do the under-25s at Bramham, and then hopefully go to Poe, and we'll do our first five-star together there. Wow. Oh, nice. Wow. So, fingers crossed. Yeah. Now, are you able to get coaching? Yeah. Do you think, have you talked to those guys about coming and and helping coach overseas, or will you have to fly solo? Um, I think they're going to come and coach me. I've actually never been overseas. Um, I went for, like, two days. Um, when I bought one of my other horses, but I like, I'm very nervous. So I'm very grateful that they're going to be coming with me and helping me and basically holding my hand every step of the way. Cause I'm, I'm definitely terrified. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll be fine. You'll be hundred percent. No worries. <laughs> Tell us about the other horses. 
So uh, my other horse is Fidelius 35, and his bar name is Deli Sandwich. Um, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a 10-year-old Oldenburg, and he is probably one of the fanciest moving horses that I've ever ridden in my whole life. Like, he is just so cool, and he makes you feel like you're floating on air. And he's not the easiest horse. But he has taught me so much, and I, um, I'm really hoping to bring him up to the five star level uh, in two years. So I have pretty high hopes for him. I just need to figure out how to get in his head and like make him feel okay because he's a very nervous horse, and we either get a very good dressage score or we get like in the forties because he's scared of all of the flowers on the letters or the judges or yeah. So, but like has not ever seen a jump that he can't jump. Like this horse is unreal. So fingers crossed with him too. Very cool. And then my baby horse, the one that broke my finger, um, I actually bought from my friend. Um, I bought him, I think, a year and a half ago now. She bred him, uh, Rachel Wilkes, and she's now in Wellington, and she's doing this jumper thing now. But I bought him from her, and I begged her for, like, almost six months. I was like, are you going to sell him? Are you going to sell him? Are you going to sell him? And then there were clients came to buy him and I was like oh my god I was like no 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 like I want him and I bought him the next day and he is a Connemara thoroughbred and he's very cute and he's a little evil (laughs) (laughs) hence like the mood swings so he just like he's such a pony sometimes and just he's so talented too so um, I'm hoping again that he's another potential five star horse but right now he's He's not 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 on my number one list since he broke my finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah, that'll put you on the that'll put you on the naughty list yeah, for sure. sure right there, breaking. Now, Chris, yeah. Do do you um do you take lessons with David and Karen on all three horses, or are are like do you have like lessons where you're trying to help work with the young horse with those guys, or is it all about taking your top horse and getting that horse five star ready? So I have lessons almost every day with all three. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a way to get some progress. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. So like I said earlier, you know, like I'm having so many light bulb moments on all of them, either with them or for myself. And it's just, there's so much information and it's wow. just such a great experience. And it's actually really fun too, because you know, even when I'm out in the field doing trot sets or con- conditioning and galloping and stuff, like David will pedal up on his little bike and like start like talking to me and riding with me like while I'm trotting, like, you know, just giving me more tips of like, do this or try this or, you know, do this up a hill or down a hill. And so there's always eyes on me everywhere that I am all the time. Wow. And it's like, it's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, that is amazing. Yeah. Two legends coaching you up. That that is that's really awesome. I love it, man. What a great opportunity. And so are they. And are they 
uh, in charge of your entire program now with all three horses? Do they tell you what day is trot day, what day is flat day, jump day, where we're going to cross country? How's Are they in charge of the whole thing or are you in charge? They basically tell me what to do every day and I listen. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> do. you don't really say no to people like that. No. <laughs> well, I'm just curious. I'm just curious how that works, you know, if, if uh, you know, how much of it. Yeah, they're in charge of it, which is smart. You're going to go to a couple legends. You want to learn. You hand them the control. Exactly. And that's how I feel about it. Like they've been this successful. So I'm going to do everything that they say, even if I'm like, hmm, like, I don't know about that. Like, I'm going to do it because clearly it's working like it worked for them. Clearly. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Do, do you ever teach anybody or like, do you do work and people to come in to help with you? Or is it basically right now all about you riding and learning and, and g- getting yourself to the top right now? I'm completely focusing my career right now on myself. Eventually when I have more time, then I do want to start doing lessons and clinics. But for now, like it, it is all about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's another one. How old are you, Charlotte, by the way? We never kind of established how old you are. I'm 24. 24. You got plenty of time to worry about everyone else. You're good to go. You're good. I love it. Pretty awesome, Karen. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. I wish I was 24. (laughs) Got to ride the O'Connors every day. Uh, Me too. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're living Karen's dream. Instead, she's shacked up with this schlub you're talking to. I'll stop. I don't. I don't cut in. I cut in on that whole program. Wouldn't change it. (laughs) So, Charlotte, we are going to play quick fire questions. Quick fire questions. And Quick Fire Questions is brought to you by Equiprism. Get your custom penny in your favorite cross-country colors by going to Equiprism.com. I bet they got pink. I bet you. I, I think they have pink. <laughs> oh, I need a pink one. You, you don't have a pink penny holder? I don't. I have a what? boring black one. Oh. I know. I need to set my game up. Equiprism oh. would hook you Oh, yeah. Up. What are you waiting on? I know. We're going to hook you up, Charlotte. We'll get you. We're going to get you. I got to get one now. They'll even put your name on it. Yeah, man. It'll fix you right up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I was all praising her for how good she did with her pink matching. And then here we go. Now we're disappointed. Now we're disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm going to make this right now. I'm going to say this right now. Someday when we do pink major league hats or white hats with pink logos, Charlotte's the first person getting a free one, Karen. Yep. Just going right to. Oh, thank you. We don't have them yet, but someday we're gonna do. It. I think we're gonna do one it one day. Like, one day I like to do it for like a fundraiser for like breast cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. And um, so when we do that, when we get that all worked out, you're getting the first one gratis, just because. Oh, cool! Thanks. I would imagine you would wear it <laughs> if it had. Pink. Of course, I would wear it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. So all back right. to the quick fire. Questions. Back I'm to sorry. the questions. All right. So five questions. Uh, first question: favorite event to compete at. Oh gosh, these have to be quick. Oh no, no you don't. Nah, have to be quick. it doesn't have to be quick. You can okay. Be quick. <laughs> the time's ticking. No, it's Bromont. <laughs> you can't take your time. Uh, That's a tough one. Yeah. But Bromont is Bromont. Awesome. Yeah, Bromont is a good one. Bromont. All right. Do you have any hobbies outside of horses? No. 
No hobbies? Oh, we need to get her a hobby. I like, um, well, okay, actually, I really like reptiles. Um, I actually have, like, a small zoo at my house. I have two snakes, uh, three 100-gallon fish tanks, and a tortoise. <laughs> like a, like a tortoise, like one of the big tortoises. That like I- a, yeah, I have a African spurred leg sulcata tortoise. How big is this? How big? How big is this tortoise? Um, it's little right now, but they can get up to two hundred pounds and have a twenty six to thirty two inch uh, shell diameter. Wow. Well, so basically, I have a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get through the quick fire questions, and I'm going to come back to the tortoise thing because there's a couple things I want to say. But Karen, keep on keeping them. <laughs> okay. Before I get this, okay. I'm coming back to this. I need to know more about the tortoise. <laughs> uh, favorite rider growing up? Karen O'Connor. Of course. Of course. Poor David. I know. Poor David. Sorry, David. Poor David, yeah. <laughs> that was sexist of me. <laughs> now, you mentioned one, but do you have any other good luck or superstitions before an event? I don't wear my cross-country watch, and this might be TMI, but I always wear pink underwear, even if it's raining. Oh. <laughs> TMI alert. TMI alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You can probably edit that out. Nope, nope, that stays. That stays. <laughs> All right. Last question. If you could ride any horse, past, present, or fiction, who would it be? Ascana M, because that's Nilda's half sister. Oh, very cool. Hmm. I like it. I do too. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Was that five? Oh, yeah, that was five. A plus plus. Yeah, well done. Well done. Excellent job. Super speedy. <laughs> <laughs> Super speedy. She got an A plus plus care. So I got to go back to the reptiles and tortoises. Karen and I were just at the Pet Expo mm-hmm. in Baltimore. Yes. And we saw a tortoise. We saw they had quite a number of exotic yeah, animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we saw one person, and I'll, I'll share this picture with you. You might like it. There was one tortoise free range walking through the expo and in a Wonder Woman costume. <laughs> Which sounds it's hard to envision, but I'll send you out the picture. It's, it was it, it was different. And it, and it was moving. It was much faster than I thought. Yeah. It so, was. I was a reptile guy back in my day too. I had iguanas and cool stuff like that. If you ever get to California, I think the place is still there. It's called Prehistoric Pets. It's a store in California. Yes. You've been there? I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I've okay. been there. I was there back in nineties, <clears throat> long time ago. But yeah, if you're a, if you're a real reptile fan, you you would because uh, they had tortoises and all types of different. And they had um, they had savannah monitors. They had an iguana there that was owned by Robin Williams. A Robin Williams iguana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. That a long time ago. They had two big giant rooms full of snakes. They looked like small classrooms, like maybe like the size of a stall. And Ugh. and you couldn't even tell where one snake ended and one began. So if you ever get out there, that place is cool. It's probably a different place now. But yeah, I'll have to check it out. Yeah, awesome. Do you have iguanas? I do not. I have uh, I have two snakes, the tortoise, and then a bunch of fish. See, the cool thing about an iguana is, and then we'll get off the subject. So you get a green iguana, but then you can give an iguana a Gatorade bath, and they'll coat. They will absorb the color from the Gatorade. So you can color. have a pink. You can have a pink iguana. iguana. Really? Yes. 
or red or blue. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so you just get a regular old. It's good for I think pink sounds the best. Yeah, so (laughs) so we get an iguana, give it a little bath, and they love to swim. So you just pour it in the bathtub and let them swim around in it, and it'll change their color. So. That's just, awesome. Well, Who knew? You could probably just pick one up as they fall out of the trees next time it gets cold. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you just walk in the woods and go find one. <laughs> uh, so moving along from the reptiles. <laughs> uh, Where the show goes sometimes, Karen. So, Charlotte, do you have any advice for a rider trying to make it in this sport? Be yourself and don't listen to other people. Always listen to everybody, but pick and choose because not everyone has your best interest in mind, but the people that do listen to them with all of your heart. Gotcha. Ah, very good advice. I love it. On that answer, on that question, going back to like the dressage remarks and things like that, when, when they left you that comment, do you think that they deducted some sort of points along the way? And are you willing to... You know, as you get up to the top and as you get closer to achieving your goal, like if, if you go to your first five star, are you willing to tone down your colors to in dressage to get that little extra one or two points since they're so tight now? Or have you thought about that at all? I have thought about that. And a lot of people have actually asked me that. And my answer is no, every single time, because I will always stay true to myself. And what I do does not harm my horses. It's just a color and it doesn't hurt them in any type of way. So I really see nothing wrong with what I'm doing. Um, I use bubblegum pink and dressage and show jumping to kind of tone it down a little bit. But on the cross country, I do use hot pink. But honestly, I, I yes, I'm not at five star yet, but my answer will not change. I do know that for sure. I I just think it's ridiculous that someone can judge you based upon your fact of color choice. Like I and I'm willing to lose those two points because I will always be true to myself. Gotcha. Hey, that's totally fair. Yeah. I think that's absolutely I, I fair. I 100% agree. But I think it's a question that I have to ask, mm-hmm. you know, cuz it gets a little bit inside the mind of Charlotte Collier, you know. We got to know. We got to know. We ask the tough questions here, Shirley, if you haven't noticed. You know what I mean? We ask the tough yeah. questions. Yes. <laughs> we ask the tough I mean, that, yeah. that is a really fair question, though, because I've had a lot of people approach me and ask, how did you find, like, high-quality tack in that color pink? And I, I always tell them, if you look hard enough, you can find what you're looking for. And I'll never use, like I said, something that will harm my horses. So I'm not going to subject my horses to a lesser quality piece of tack or equipment or something that could hurt them just because it comes in pink. Like, I will never do that. My horses will always get the best. Yeah. Even your EB trailer. I mean, it doesn't get much better than EB trailers. Mm-hmm. Top, top, top. Yeah. I mean, I mean that. That's my horses are very spoiled. Yeah. I love the EB stuff. Out of my budget, can Yeah. <laughs> Out of my budget. <laughs> well, it would be if Karen let me. But, uh-huh. but anyway. <laughs> So, uh, as we, uh, you know, start winding things down here, Karen, mm-hmm. you know, we, um, we always like to ask about sponsors and supporters or anyone like that, that you, that, you know, kind of help things go along the way. So I've been very grateful to have very special people in my life. Um, especially Sharon White. I didn't 
really get a chance to talk about her a lot on this interview, but she, I owe everything to her for the last 10 years. Like she was like a second mom to me and she's such an amazing woman. And there aren't enough words in a dictionary to express how grateful I am for her. And she's probably at the top of my list of thank yous. And um, not far behind is Richard Sanders, of course, my parents, and Karen and David. And um, I'm also very lucky to have um, a new sponsorship that I just acquired with Steuben. So my horses are getting some nice pink pack for this upcoming season. And uh, I also just wanted to say thank you, you know, to Equiparel. Um, they're out of Colorado and they're a great clothing brand. I absolutely love their shirts. And Cambox is the other company that I'm an ambassador for. And um, if you go on any of my social media pages, you can see the helmet cam video from the showcase that I used with the Cambox. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I watched that. That was that was a really it good was video. Exciting. Yeah, it's good stuff. I it love a, it. That cam box is it was really cool. Fun riding along. It is fun riding along. Mm-hmm. I got to hang out with Charlie, and she didn't even know we were. Yeah, <laughs> Charlie didn't even know we were. Yeah, <laughs> that video has probably been seen by I, I don't know how many, but I know it's in a lot because mm-hmm. I've seen it everywhere. People are sharing it left and right. So that was exciting. Yeah, my horse is pretty cool. He's a cool horse. Yeah. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> a pretty cool rider on top, right? Yeah, pretty oh, cool yeah. Rider. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, thanks. (laughs) So, Charlotte, you mentioned your social media. Um, Can you tell us how our fans could follow along and um, follow your journey? So, on Facebook, uh, you can add me as a friend or uh, follow me on Instagram. It's under Charlotte Collier Eventing. And my Facebook is under my name, just Charlotte Collier. So, give me an ad or give me a follow or like or whatever you want or don't if you don't like pink oh. <laughs> you probably shouldn't like my page <laughs> or don't do you still do ceramics Is ceramic i figured ceramics would have been a hobby are you out of the ceramics phase or something what's going on here i i really don't have time like i absolutely love it um i did sculptural ceramics but you know like my horses are my life and that's my dedication so I think maybe down the road and the free time that I probably won't have, I would like to start doing it again. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, plus carrying around a kiln with you is not exactly easy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> a little, little tabletop kiln. Oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I always wish I had a kiln. <laughs> a small kiln. Awesome. Oh. Karen, was this fantastic? Oh, this was fun. Charlotte, you're a very, very cool, interesting young lady, and we really appreciate you coming on and joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to both of you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. You can leave us a review on Apple iTunes or visit us at MajorLeakEventing.com. Cheers!